one that would stand out to me has been the main advantage, I think, uh, is, is really around uh, labor and time and use of time. The batch system really allows you, I suppose, to really plan your labor resources and to plan your work really well, especially probably in the smaller type units. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of The Pig Edge, Chagas' Pig podcast with me, Amy Quinn, where we are bringing you the latest news, information and advice to keep Irish pig farmers up to date. The majority of farms out there are operating on a weekly farrowing system, but there's another option potentially worth considering, batch farrowing. It's thought to have many labour saving and time management benefits for some farms, and we are seeing its uptake increasing more and more. So on this episode, I'm joined by Tomás Ryan, the farm manager of the Chagas Pig Research Facility, a three-week batch farrowing farm, to talk us through the pros, cons and logistics to help you see if this system could be the right fit for your farm. I first asked Tomás if he could outline what a batch farrowing system is. It's, it's just really a method of, of grouping your tasks in the unit together to mainly make work more efficient and more streamlined. Um, I suppose the, the three-week system, which I'm going to mainly focus on here today, um, that's really about assigning a specific uh, task on the farm to each week. And I suppose, as, as the listeners will, will probably know, in a breeding building, there probably are three main tasks associated with pig production. So they, they would be farrowing, your weaning and your serving of the sows. So the, the three-week system that uh, we have here and that I'll kind of talk about today, as was relates well um, from that point of view. Um, now, look, it is obviously worth mentioning that there are other methods of batch production, I suppose. Like, obviously, uh, any farm out there producing pigs at the minute on a weekly basis, they might not know, but they are operating a batch system. It's a weekly batch system, but it's a batch system. And so, therefore, there obviously are two-week, three-week, four-week, five-week versions. Uh, As I said, I mainly focus on the three, but um, at certain points, I might might talk a little bit about the other options and and how they might relate to, um, I suppose, uh, specific units and sizes and things like that. And could you outline the main advantages of a batch system to us? The one that would stand out to me has been the main advantage, I think, uh, is is really around uh, labor um, and time and use of time. Um, the, the batch system really allows you, I suppose, to really plan your labor resources and to plan your work really well. Um, especially probably in, in the smaller type units. Um, so I think I think that's really the big advantage we see, and that's why we initially went for it, was around really labor and work planning. Um, the benefits to that that come out from that then, I suppose, are, you know, you have an increase in staff morale. Um, staff are probably more in control of their own time and their own work on on a batch system, especially a three-week batch system um, for, for the, the items I just mentioned previously. Um, so they can they can really, you know, plan their work not just in the short term, but moving into the medium term, like next week and the week after, and kind of make things work more efficiently for themselves. Look, there's a there's a benefit from the unit then on uh, health. You know, you you tend to operate more of an all-in, all-out aspect running on a batch system because you're creating natural breaks in your production cycle, which lend itself well to, to giving um, accommodation um, some downtime and uh, and help from the, from kind of fighting diseases and keeping keeping herd health up. Um, the I suppose another aspect would be the sows. Um, you do have a greater cohort of animals to work with uh, at each at each event. So if you like focus on on your farrowing house, uh, more sows farrowing gives you op- obviously more opportunity to cross foster large litters. Um, you know, work with more sows and more options available to you. And I suppose within the firing house, if anyone was to, to look at their, their two major resources, I suppose it's really 
number one is your labor in your firing house and, and number two is your, your sows in the firing house. So if you can group things together, you can get more labor in there to uh, tackle the workload as was more efficiently. And if you get more sows in there, um, you then have more options for your piglets. So I suppose that, that would be a very big advantage to pool the labor in there and really work um uh, give yourselves the supervision they need and also more sows uh, gives you more options for your piglets as well um the the three-week cycle as we have here that batch system it follows the natural cycle of the sow as well a 21-day um heat cycle so obviously there's a very direct benefit there um and here in more park i suppose like other units uh, who breed their own herd replacements um it's 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 a bit less of a headache here because what we do is we dedicate a number of pure line um, animals to every second batch. So it's um it's once every six weeks that we're having to think about our pure line numbers and and you know ordering in different AI for that and having to focus on on progeny development out of that. So it's not something that you have to kind of grapple with every couple of weeks. Um, maybe like on a weekly system. So they they would stand out as being probably the main advantages. Yeah, plenty of advantages. So what are the disadvantages? I can't say there's none. I'd like to, but obviously there is. Um, with, with every benefit um, can can come a downside as well. Um, so look, as I talked about previously, as, as a big advantage is in the firing house, and it is, and you, I, I think the benefits do outweigh the disadvantages, but like one of the main disadvantages would be um, how it restricts or probably use of foster sows uh, for, for maybe those large litters. Um, obviously, in a weekly system, farmers have a lot more flexibility. They can um, transfer piglets to uh, the previous um, week's farrowing if they need to, or they can um, hold piglets for next week's farrowing, um, especially if the farrowing is a little bit drawn out. Sometimes a week's farrowing can only be two or three days apart. Obviously, in a batch system, um, you, you want your farrowing kind of compact. But obviously, that increases the interval between firing events. So you you have a big window there. Um, really, like you're looking at waiting till till the following week um, at best after farrowing to maybe utilize a cull sow from your weaning that's coming out. So I might touch a little bit more on that later on. But that's obviously one disadvantage from farmers on a weekly system. As I said, it's very important um, to have your farrowing compact. So look, you do have to induce sows um, to, to keep that farrowing compact that's mainly twofold obviously you want your sows uh farrowed down together from a labor efficiency point of view also from a piglet efficiency point of view like i mentioned earlier on from cross fostering um and then you you really need i suppose um you, you know the more compact the farrowing is the the greater your lactation length for all piglets so you're you're weaning piglets obviously you know within a tight range of lactation length which is very important um look Moving to the dry sows, if I look at disadvantages, obviously there will be an increase in non-productive days um, on a batch system. You don't have that option, just like the firing house, to to recover um, an issue next week. Uh, it's going to be at least two or three weeks down the line. So look, if, if you're scanning sows uh, and you're relying on that for your pregnancy checks, I mentioned earlier on, the three-week cycle looks works very well with the natural heat cycle of the sow. So you have sows naturally coming in I'd say 19, 20, 21 days, and they will be picked up naturally with the next batch of serving, which works perfectly. If you're relying on scanning your sows as the, the be-all and end-all of are, are these animals in pig, um, and you're conducting that scanning at 
maybe 25 days, a little early, maybe 28, 30 days, and you realize an animal isn't in pig, you have two options. You are looking to call that animal out of the herd straight away as a, as a blanket rule, or you're looking to put that animal on um, Altrazan really to, to regulate it and sync it up with, with the next one. Now, if you have to run an, another 18 days on Altrazan um, to sync up that animal, you're going to miss the, the natural 42-day um uh, cycle again, which which that animal may be an irregular repeat is to say it's out out of pregnancy anyway. Um, so look, you are going to bank some non-productive days um, far over and above what you will in a weekly system. Um, there is obviously structural and infrastructure issues as well um, around the batch system. If you're 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 now carrying out, which I'm focusing on here on a three weekly system, uh, three times more event in one go. So with that becomes extra accommodation needs um, or, or less sows in your herd one way or another. You're either going to, to build on more, you're going to reduce uh, your sow herd. Um, there's cost implications there. I suppose, look, managing the sows as well, there's cost implications there. They're not massive, but they're still worth noting. Um, to to A very important component of the three-week system is is having everything compact. So your, your gills coming in uh, as replacements or you're out of... Um, out of cycle, out of natural cycle sows, um, which would be repeats, they all need to be synced up. The cost uh, of, of a full 18-day run on Altrazan, which would be the hormone for that, is about 1150 Um, If you just tag on the induction of sows as well in the farring house to keep your farring compact, uh, that's about another 250 So you're looking at about 14 euro per sow there. Obviously, it's going to be that's going to be a higher cost than just your sow herd because all your gills aren't going to make it into the system, but you're still going to run them on altruism as well. Um, another aspect to just look at, I suppose, very quickly is is probably harder to achieve a maximum farrowing rate due to the three week system. Um, if, if you're if you know if your unit is running at 85-90% uh, farrowing rate and you're serving um, the absolute maximum amount of cells you can to achieve that um, on the three week system. You're you're probably still not going to get every farrowing place uh, filled come farrowing time. Now, if you decide to be brave and run over your hundred percent capacity at serving, and maybe run to one hundred and ten or one hundred and fifteen percent to try and correct that imbalance and achieve a full farrowing place, you do run the risk then of uh, having more sows. Uh, available to fire than accommodation you have and you can't get away with that on a three-week system much like you could on a on a weekly system um and i suppose look uh one aspect while it's not long term it's short term but the conversion time frame ca- can be difficult you know the the moving moving the system from a weekly into a batch running the two systems concurrently for that you know 17 20 week period um can be a little bit of a headache and preparing for it can be a little bit tough as well. So look, I think they're the main disadvantages I would sum up around a batch system. Tomas, in your opinion, what farms are suited to a batch system and what ones aren't? I would think nearly all farms are suited to a batch system in in one way or another. Like I suppose they're all suited to a batch system, but it might be what batch system suits them, if, if I can say it that way. So um, the three-week system, which is the one we run here and I, I know most about, um, I think if you'd asked me that question 10, 12 years ago, I probably would have said, you know, I think any unit below 350, 400 cells uh, would be a great candidate to move on to a three-week system. Um, now, asking me the question today, I would say units up at 600, 650 cells um, and below would would, um, would benefit 
well for moving on to um, a three-week batch system. Um, the the larger farms, I suppose, uh, above that, um, they have the economies of scale already in place that you're trying to achieve with this batch system anyway. So once you get up around a thousand sows, um, you're looking at you know dedicated staff in in each section, specialist in each area, uh, to perform the tasks full time, um, and they might see a benefit, especially on on multi sites, uh, in moving to a a different type of batch system. Um, and what would jump to mind uh, would be the five week system. And look, the the latest knowledge I gathered on that was just attending the big conference last week when um Cesc who was a guest speaker over from Spain, I think he worked for the Batil Group. He talked extensively on on the sows they have and the system they they run, and uh, I think he's he's working at around thirty thousand sows in multiple sites, and he runs a five week system over there, and he was really, um, I think, you know, stating the benefits of that from their point of view, and look, there was massive benefits from their point of view. Once you're up into those very very big sow numbers and multi site units, uh, and contract finishing, and a lot of moving parts. The, the five-week system um, is a no-brainer. It works really well. It really, like I'm talking about pooling resources maybe within a unit, moving a staff member from a finishing building to a firing house for farrowing. Um, you know, what Sesk touched on there was really, you know, moving staff from a unit to another unit um, in, in the quieter period to 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 get through the volume of workload. Um, so look, there, there's something for every size of unit in a batch system. Um but uh, in in the the more medium sized to smaller units, I think the the three week system for the points mentioned above, um, on on following the, the the tasks of the of the breeding building and following the natural, um, reproductive cycle of the sow, um, it, it it's 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 brilliant for for those types of units six hundred thousand down. You've kind of touched on it there, but why did you select the three week batch system for Moorpark? Yes, I suppose I have touched on this. Yeah, I've kind of highlighted all the all the all the important points that we went through when making the decision. And look, we actually converted the herd in Moorpark to a batch system um, in two thousand and eight, which is a long time ago now. And what we did then was we had an existing sow herd of around two hundred and fifty sows. Now the unit was a little bit bigger than that. I think it had accommodation for about two hundred and eighty sows, um, and why we did it was really the points I've stated, the, the efficiencies to be gained from it, um, the correct utilization of labor. Um, and look, it makes massive sense when you're conducting research as well um, to be able to make things more efficient. So like I'm, I'm just focusing really on the commercial aspects, but if I jump to the, la- or the labor needed for research uh, and the research trials we do um, to put on uh, to, to say to farrow 35 sows in one go and to have all their progeny available at weaning and to put them all on a trial in one go and to run it for however many weeks and wean them all off or you know finish the trial and weigh them all off um that's a lot more efficient than having to put it on over three weanings weigh at three different time intervals and weigh it off over three different time intervals so from, from both sides of what we do here in Park, batching our sows just made made great sense um the other aspect, as I said earlier on, there's three main events then in the week. So what it did was it allowed us time for our students and for research work that we were able to uh, configure our protocols a little bit differently. 
and concentrate the research work in the quieter time periods over the three weeks. So what we do is we kind of prioritize the commercial tasks, um, like the unit tasks, as I said, like the, the farrowing, the weaning, and the serving uh, on our days within the 21-day cycle. And in the other days where there were natural kind of troughs in workload, then we'd put the um the the heavy research work into those days, like individual weighing of pigs or tagging or moving of animals. So I suppose that was the the initial reason. And we obviously depopulated that herd then in 2013 and we formed the new facility here and we opened it in 2016 and obviously formed a new herd of 200 sows in a batch system uh, from then as well. So I suppose I got experience uh, of converting an existing herd, which is what a lot of producers w- would be looking at doing. And I also got experience of forming a new herd in, in this batch system way. Um, Yeah, look, so I suppose the other real benefit to it is um you dedicate the time that a task needs to that task in a batch system you, you don't really take shortcuts so when you're farrowing you're farrowing you know and when you're weaning you're weaning you're focused on that and then when you're serving you're serving and that's the big event for that week you're not constantly pulled i suppose from a bit of this job into a bit of that job and back to another job so that's why i said it makes things efficient it improves improves morale um it it um it helps for planning, and uh, I think you know the the unit benefits a lot more from 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 that kind of system. So that's that's really I suppose the the groundwork around the the, the tree week system and why we uh, initially selected it for Moorpark. If someone thought this might be an option for their unit, what are the main things they need to consider before switching? Yeah, that's a good question. They, they, they do need to think long and hard about it um, uh, before switching. I suppose the the, the big standout. Uh, elements really are the, the the big elephant in the room. Obviously, is is firing room accommodation. Now, I, I won't I won't get a, get into things too technically, but look, essentially, um, you need ten percent more firing accommodation to run a three week batch system. And why that is is because obviously, uh, at one point, all your firing accommodation is going to be full because you're going to fill uh, your first uh, farrowing, and uh, three weeks later, you're going to fill. The other half with your second so you're going to have that one week overlap or maybe even 10 days overlap if you're running a 30 31 32 day lactation uh before you're weaning out the first half of your firing accommodation and you have to turn it around to fill it again so there's all there's always a week or maybe 10 days um where you've all your firing accommodation full and that's going back to the point earlier on where i just meant about you know, if you're trying to fill every firing place in the batch system and you're overshooting your your maximum production targets, that's where you you can get into a little bit of trouble. So, firing house accommodation is is the number one consideration to be given. Now, you you can you can achieve that I suppose two ways. You can increase your accommodation by ten percent as mentioned, or you can reduce your sellward by a similar figure. Um, when we initially converted in Park in 2008, as I said, it, we had slightly more accommodation than than what we needed. So we we didn't, uh, then for the sow herd we had, so we didn't have uh, a problem of having to reduce the herd. The herd was already slightly down. So we were able to um, just work within the, the existing accommodation. Um, and I suppose what that, I suppose that moves us on to the next point to consider then was when you, when you are going making this jump how do you go about doing it and um like how you'll first form your initial batches is you'll run your first uh, lactation of cells for five weeks so then a week behind you'll have your four week one and a week behind you'll have your three week one and 
those will be the three batches of cells that you'll form into one. So um, only only one of those um, batches is, is your typical weaning length. The other one is going to be seven days more and the other one is going to be seven days less. If you have the accommodation available, you can keep your cells and piglets in situ, uh, which is the ideal scenario, and wean the whole lot out. Okay, the negative there is you have um, piglets on cells upwards of five weeks. As I've stated, some units might think that's no big deal. I'm already carrying... Uh, my piglets and sows for 31, 32 days. That's fine. Um, so look, the four-week option there is going to be, look, they're going to say I'm, I'm weaning slightly lighter pigs. Falling back to the three-week option, uh, weaning sows and piglets out of that is is going to is going to probably have um, put a strain on, on the unit and on those pigs from a production point. Um, if you don't have the extra farming accommodation and you have to get those sows out at five weeks, then they're coming out. They can either... Um, go on a straw bedded uh, area and you can run a, a kind of a multi-wean option for the week or you can put those animals straight onto the synchronizing hormone altruism like we've mentioned for seven days take them off and then they'll uh, sync up with with the uh, with the other animals coming out at four weeks and three weeks and there you have your batch um I suppose that's just the focus on the sows. So really, as I said, it's 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 accommodation, it's sow herd size, and then it's how you handle your your three different weaning ages to form your batch of, of one group. Um, looking at the growing pigs, you're really increasing uh, space in your weaner accommodation for that initial weaning. So what you're moving, obviously, is you're, you're trying to put three weeks weaning into two. Um, so where that starts is further down the line. I suppose it involves... Uh, the forward selling of some finishers a little bit to to get the flow of pigs out of your wiener house that bit earlier to gain that extra accommodation. Um, and then once you have that done, it will slot into place. Um, the other aspect I think just needs a bit of consideration is probably your, your guilt population, your replacements. So obviously you need three times as many as you did before. So look, that, that mightn't be a such a big deal in itself, but accommodating these animals um, will be, um, you know, finding uh, extras, extra pens or stalls for them to come up and come in. And obviously they have to be synced up in altruism to fall in exactly where you need them. Uh, that in itself can be a little bit of a learning curve because what we found even over the two units and different genetic lines over the years is that um, it takes you a while to bed into your own unit and see how long it takes your animals after a full course of altruism treatment to return to estrus. You know, sometimes some units can be seven to eight days off it. Some units can be five days off it. Um, and that mightn't sound like a lot, but but those two to three days are what you need to be very compact as regards farings at the other end. So that takes a little bit of, of time. And then the other last area then I suppose is, is weaning. Um, like you talked about weaning the piglets out, uh, but when you're when you're running a batch system, you're now weaning three times the amount of cells that you were previously. If you have, if you were coming off a weekly system and you've got a bank of stalls for, you know, typically your one week's weaning, you're serving them and you're moving them on uh, to create space for the following week's weaning, you know, you, you might have an extra 30, 40% of stalls for hangbacks and repeats, but you, you know, you need to expand there. You now need at least three weeks uh, accommodation um, for serving. And look, if you have the space in the, in the dry sow house to, to move them on, great. If not, look, the pressure is going to come in your dry sow area. Um, 
if 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 you're okay there but if if you need to create more uh service stall area then that that needs to be thought of as as well because that that's a long-term issue really so i suppose look in truth amy there would be a lot of things to consider like you'd have to look at it really on a unit by unit basis but uh, kind of from the top of my head covering all areas they, they would be the big the big things to, to ponder through yeah making the switches is actually the hard part really you've touched on it a small bit but could you give us more details on the steps involved in forming a batch and how long it will take okay so yeah as i mentioned there how you start forming your batch is coming out of your firing house at weaning so you obviously have to stagger your your, your weaning length so I, look i've just touched on that i won't go into it again once you take them out um uh you how how you've managed them to as a, a five and a four and a three is really unit specific whether they're coming off altrazine whether they've been um carrying piglets up until that point like if they've been carrying piglets up until that point on the five week lactation brilliant you'd probably have no real issues with sows uh coming in heat uh just as normal as they would at at 28 days or 31 or 32 whatever your, your normal run is um the the length really um you're looking at about 17 weeks, obviously, from services, as any any producer will know, before those animals come back around into the farring house. Um, I suppose you've truly, really completed one run of a batch once you've weaned those animals. So, look, after 21, 22 weeks from your initial weaning, then you've you've um you have the whole unit in in some aspect of conversion into the into the batch system you finished up the hard part at one end you started firing down sows uh, at the other end as now an entire batch and in between you've got um your sows at all different just gestation and so look the the three-week system is really um uh, a seven batch system so over your 21 weeks, you've you've completed the whole journey in in varying degrees. Uh, obviously, if you if you want to push it out along again until your last batch fires down, um, you know you're looking at probably another 15, 16 weeks again. So it, it can be kind of half a year before you're reaping the benefits of it, and, and another three or four months before you're fully um, in that system, uh, pretty much all the way out along the way. From the growing point of view, it doesn't really matter once you've got that initial. Uh, set up going and you've created that uh, space at the start for your your weaners to wean into and move on through um the 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 finish is gonna it kind of takes care of itself look you you can be very farm specific and you can divide up your accommodation anyway if i just focus on on the way we have it in moore park um we wean um uh we have three weaning rooms so we've they're single uh stop weaner rooms so it's kind of first come second stage so our plan there when we were building the unit was that we'd wean into a room three weeks later we'd wean into the next room and three weeks later we'd wean into into the next room and what we allowed ourselves was eight weeks growing time then and one week washing time before we'd be back to that that first room of the three look and as a lot of people know now from update videos um we don't utilize eight weeks of growing time in this unit we utilize uh six weeks or, or a day with it so that's that's the point in case there were where i've mentioned earlier on where the batch system creates um natural breaks in the cycle um from a disease point of view and a health point of view so um maybe some farmers couldn't fathom that but our wiener accommodation then would sit idle for two weeks because we we can't do anything with it um farmers that are moving and having a different accommodation set up they can they can really choose how they how they utilize it 
to, to their own what works best for their farm but they don't need any extra accommodation it's just how they're splitting it up over the batch system whether they're running it kind of in three goes or four goes or how long they need to spend in that space before they're moving on to the next stage really one of the common concerns we get asked by people considering switching is how does this affect the cash flow of a unit what's your experience with this yeah, that, that would be obviously at the forefront of most producers' minds because uh, at the end of the day, I suppose that's what it kind of all comes down to. Um, a lot of worry would be on, I think a lot of farmers would have kind of the um, the misconception that firing your animals down, firing three weeks of production down in one week equals selling all your animals kind of in one week, which is which is definitely not the case. Um I, I would think the three-week batch system suits the natural variation in growth in pigs perfectly. We would, as I have mentioned again in update videos many, many times, we would go into a room. Um, we have three weeks allotted, obviously, in the three-week system for selling that room. We go in and we select out the heaviest 30% of pigs. And then the next week, thir- the next 30, and then we, we clean out the room. We have a, a week to wash it and we fill it again. Um, I would see no issue in growth rates over those weeks. Um our carcass weights would be reasonably compact. Uh, we wouldn't have big diversions. We wouldn't have very heavy pigs in week one and very light pigs in week week three of sale. Um, so from that point of view, I would say that there is no real concern from a cash flow cash flow point of view. Um, your sales are very consistent, and it keeps you very focused too on on that room. You know, you're not you're not kind of pulling pigs from selling two rooms at the one time. Your you know your your growth is really contained all within that that selling space. Um, I suppose it, it helps farmers, I would say, to allow for probably more accurate forecasting and, and weight selection then because, as I said, they are focused on that specific room. The numbers are locked off really within that room. Um, and you can, like, all the variation will still exist within your within your pigs. It's just maybe multiplied by three. And because it's, it's, it's multiplied by a factor of three, it allows you maybe to select out pigs who would be naturally heavier um, in one group to fill a lorry in that first week, uh, more so than it might uh, over a weekly system because you'd obviously only have a third as many pigs um, at that age and you'd be tending kind of to pick younger pigs that would look heavier. Um, So I I would say that there isn't really a negative, in my opinion anyway, from a cash flow point with the three-week system from, from a sales standpoint anyway. Tomas, just to finish up, what's the feedback from staff operating a batch system over a more conventional one? The feedback is very good. Um, any of the lads we have here, um, like we have one uh, one or two farm staff members here who would have been um, here back for the conversion in 2008. Um, so they would have ran the weekly system here in Moorpark and now they would run the three-week system. And they they would never go back, I would say, Um because it just it gives them so much more control. They know what's coming. Look, it's a repetitive world. It's literally the same task um, every day for twenty one days and repeat. Um, but like, look, pig production is a, is a is a cyclical enterprise anyway. So the more control you can have over that, the better. But farm staff love it. Look, uh, from a manager's point of view. It works very well. Also, you know, if your firing house person is coming to you saying, I want a week's holidays on this week and they're taking it on a service week and there's, there's no firing event happening, there's there's no stress. You know, you don't have to worry about somebody who isn't as well-trained covering off that area or something going wrong or putting one uh, one or two staff members under extra pressure trying to carry the load of everywhere. Look, 
the work-life balance is, is really good. Um, as I said, when you're doing a job, you're doing a job and then when it's finished, it's finished and you move on to the next task. Um, the peaks and troughs, which I've mentioned earlier, uh, suit units. We utilize the time here, as I said, for research work. But look, units need uh, time to uh, do repairs and fix things. And the system kind of naturally lends itself to that. And that in itself, I suppose, makes a better work environment for farm staff you know when things when there's time to repair things less mistakes happen less things go wrong and it, it's less stressful for, for workers but i would say over, overall i mean the, the feedback i would have is i don't think anyone who's gone from a weekly system to a batch system and more importantly a three-week batch system um would would ever return to the weekly system thanks Moss, for taking us through it there's a lot to get it going but it's definitely worth considering for some farms it is, Amy. Yeah, I think I think every farm should um, at least consider it um, and look. And if they want to make contact and and maybe delve into things um, a little bit deeper, I've no problem in doing that. But uh, I think every farm should should definitely give it give it good, careful consideration. Thanks very much, Tomas. Thank you, Amy. A pleasure. That's it for this episode of the Pig Edge, and thanks a million to Tomas for joining me on the show. Don't forget to listen and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from, so you never miss an episode. And for more information from the Pig Development Department, go to chagas.ie forward slash pigs and follow us on Twitter at at I'm Amy Quinn. Thanks for listening.